RiskWatch is a due diligence and compliance podcast featuring interviews with leading compliance, investigations, and research professionals to shed light on global corruption and compliance-related issues. RiskWatch is brought to you by VCheck Global, a business-to-business provider of due diligence, background checks, employment screening, document retrieval, and specialized research of both business entities and individuals. Seth Harlan of RiskWatch here, joined by my VCheck Global colleagues, Alex Soren, Vice President, Global Diligence Markets, and Richard Sutherland, Vice President of Human Intelligence. Human intelligence-driven due diligence can be of tremendous value in supporting a variety of deal types and preventing third-party risk. Source inquiries can support traditional public records investigations and provide further color and context into potential risk issues. In this episode of RiskWatch, we're going to attempt to shed some light on the role of source inquiries in the due diligence process and how they can help mitigate a variety of risk issues. To kick off, Richard, can you tell us what are source inquiries? Sure. Source inquiries are discrete conversations conducted with individuals directly with familiar with the business or individual of interest to our clients. The intention behind source inquiries is to provide insight beyond the public record into a subject's characteristics, experience, capabilities, really any aspect of their professional career that's useful for one of our clients to understand. This can help eliminate risks relating to the subject or you know, shine a clarifying light on issues already known to a client and provide valuable context. Source inquiries are a way of going beyond the public record, providing a human, human intelligence insight into companies or individuals of interest to our clients. Um, human intelligence findings, source inquiries are really only as strong as the sources used. Uh, so we look for commentary from sources that know individuals from working directly with them one way or the other. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of a Goldilocks effect here where our sources should be close enough to provide insight without being so close as to, um, you know, pose a problem. So, so kind of going off of that, Richard, um, it'd be helpful if you can touch on how human intelligence driven due diligence can support the traditional public records, OSINT diligence, and, and what kind of deal types it can support. Sure. So in my opinion and in my experience, source inquiries can be a valuable supplement to traditional, you know, open source public records due diligence in really almost any instance, regardless of jurisdiction or client need. Um, For third-party management, source inquiries can limit corruption and bribery risk. In a mergers and acquisitions context, they can provide insight on an executive team's capabilities and industry standing. For a private equity investment, they can give insight into the business and its management in a discrete fashion. And there are two sort of very broad frameworks that source inquiries break down into. The first, and this is more common when we're doing source inquiries in a more uh, economically developed country where the traditional like understanding of risk, um, where there is understood to be less risk than elsewhere. And this is sort of a reputational focus. And really, this is this is pretty straightforward. This is pretty intuitive. Um, you know, if a client is looking to make a senior hire or engage publicly with a new individual, um, they'll come and they'll say, "Look, can you consult a range of sources regarding this subject to provide, you know, an understanding and overview of their reputation, their experience, their track record, their professional capabilities?" What clients want to know is, you know, how these subjects are 
seen by former colleagues, former supervisors, former former external partners, people who've worked with them, people who can speak in an informed way as to whether or not this sort of senior hire or business partner really stands up in the way they present themselves, um, either in on their own CV or LinkedIn profile. And similarly, you know, whether or not any of the public records about them, maybe if they're high profile, they've been interviewed in the newspaper or, you know, they've published articles or things like that, the extent to which all of that is really borne out in from the perspectives of people who know them well. Um, and this, you know, there's a there's a wide range of things here. This can extend from someone's interpersonal skills and what they're like to work with all the way through to, you know, sort of technical questions about their professional competency. Can they really do what they say they can do and they, what you are going to trust them to do if you make this hire or sign up for this partnership? The other most common use case is sort of, it's a very wide ranging one and this is particularly risk driven rather necessarily than reputational, reputationally driven. And this is most commonly in relation to sort of anti-bribery, corruption prevention, and possibly or um, clarifying adverse information that's already been identified in the public record. So in the United States, in Canada, Western Europe, clients who order these are really looking for the reputational perspective. When we get a little further off the beaten path, when we're looking at Sub-Saharan Africa, when we're looking at Southeast Asia, when we're looking at countries in Latin America, you know, clients understand that their risks as relates to the U.S. Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, as well as the U.K. Bribery Act, are much higher. If they're hiring third parties in those countries, if they're making investments in those countries, they need to cross all their T's and dot all their I's to make sure they're not investing in businesses that can pose substantial risk issues to them. Um, so those are sort of the two you know, very broadly defined categories the reputational and the risk driven. One thing I found is that a source inquiries program, it's only as strong as the investigative team's international knowledge and global reach. Richard, could you touch on the role location plays when dialing in the focus of an inquiry? Yeah, of course. So, you know, the location of an investment target or an executive hires professional history plays a really important role in the focus of the source inquiries regarding them. Um, you know, different regions and even different countries within regions have dramatically different risk landscapes. And that's where having, you know, a highly informed, um, very experienced research team is vital to make sure that we're providing our clients with the most risk relevant information and provide and contextualizing the insights that we obtain from sources. So, you know, taking one particular example here of the Russian Federation, um, connections between subjects of our inquiries and, you know, sanctions in sanctioned individual or enterprises, that's something that our clients really need to understand and understand in great detail. This is a very specific risk in Russia, given the quite complicated nature of U.S. and international sanctions. They're focusing on specific entities and individuals and issues that, you know, spin off of those things. In contrast to somewhere like Iran or Cuba, where 
sanctions are comprehensive and it's pretty much impossible to do business if you have a U.S. footprint. In Russia, it's a very nuanced picture. And making sure that our inquiries are focused on issues related related to the jurisdiction they're being done in um, is vital for ensuring that our clients are getting the information that they really need, even in sort of a, another generally considered risky or higher risk region, like say Latin America or the Middle East and North Africa, you know, Russia, Latin America, and the Middle East, to a certain extent, have similar risk profiles. They are higher risk jurisdictions than say the United Kingdom or Australia, but that's not to say that the risks between them are the same and having a strong internal research team that understands the region they're working in, working alongside our clients so that they know the questions they need answered before they enter into a new business relationship or make an acquisition. That's key for really ensuring that our clients have all of the information they need to make the decision that's right for them. One hallmark of the program here at VCheck is the consistency and high caliber of information provided to our clients. Richard, could you share how VCheck is able to consistently deliver impactful and thoroughly vetted intelligence, oftentimes on what are really tight deadlines? Sure. So this really comes down to the strength of the network of sources that's available to us here at VCheck, as well as the strengths of our internal research team, making sure that we're delivering, you know, high quality risk relevant information to our clients in every instance. Um, that's, that's what we're here for. That's the most important thing that we can do in providing subpar information to our clients is, you know, it's never going to be of any use to them. So we find the strongest results arise when we work collaboratively with, collaboratively with our clients, um, we identify the key issues that are relevant to the project they're looking at and, and figure out the best way for us to proceed. So we can conduct source inquiries pretty much in any country of the world where we're legally allowed to do that out with uh, sanctions, restrictions, and things like that. And we're confident that we can deliver quality information, leveraging well-established networks of sources, um, you know, developed by uh, me and other members of the VSER the VCheck team um, over many years. And the interesting thing and what keeps source inquiry projects, you know, always relevant to clients, no matter how good public records or AI analysis is, is that every situation is different and we're doing this kind of work all over the world. So we're providing a bespoke service of human intelligence information to clients in different countries and different sectors making difficult decisions. Doing that requires a strong research team, a strong network of sources, and it requires those two things to work well together to produce one compelling picture to deliver to our client to make sure they understand the situation they're getting themselves into. Richard, on that point, how important is it for us to be able to be seen as a trusted partner to our clients in terms of being able to set expectations on what can or can't be done when doing source inquiries on when it may not be the, the right uh, environment to do source inquiries in, they're better off not doing it yet, taking more of a risk-based approach. I, I'd be interested to hear from your experience how, how important that that is. Sure. I, I think that's 
having strong relationships with our clients is one of the most important things we can do. And we always want to make clear upfront when working with a client, you know, the sorts of information we're going to be able to provide, as well as ensuring that we can deliver to them the information they need. So one of the things that we've seen over the past year is an increase in this sort of work in the U.S. And, you know, we want to make clear to clients that when if we're doing source inquiries on individuals in the U.S., we're looking at professional reputation, um, their, their business track record, rather than anything more personal than that. So understanding what our client is looking for, making sure that we can tailor the product to that, that's something that we're doing in relation to each and every individual project. And there are other times where we can explain to a client like, hey, what you're looking to understand here is actually something that would be better done with a more intensive public records look. So, it, you know, occasionally we'll have a client come, um, a business they're looking to partner with, there might have been some adverse media reporting on them. Maybe they've got a range of bad reviews for whatever services they provide, or, you know, they've heard on the grapevine that this company may be experiencing legal problems and they'll come and they'll say, well, you know, is source inquiries useful here? And the answer to that question is maybe, but let's start with an intensive public record look first. Let's make sure that we've checked all of the resources that our team knows so well, whether that's US federal litigation, state level litigation, you know, databases of judgments and liens to see if we can clarify some of these questions at that stage. Um, and I think that's something that clients really appreciate is that we want to steer them toward the solution that's best for them. Mm -hmm. In a lot of circumstances, that is source inquiries, but we never want to neglect the public records portion and working with clients to understand their needs helps us deliver for them in a way that they appreciate and helps us build stronger relationships so that when there is a situation that does require a lot of source inquiry work, possibly in multiple jurisdictions with some, you know, non-English open source research on top of that, that they trust us to say like, guys, this is going to need more work than we would normally do for you in the form of a level one or a premiere, that they trust us and are willing to, you know, go that extra mile with us to obtain the information they need to make the informed decision. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing this for, for quite a long time and you were really building your expertise doing human intelligence driven due diligence prior to the pandemic. And I'd be interested to hear your perspective on how the pandemic has really changed the industry or amplified the need to be conducting source inquiries. So focusing on this, on this type of work during the pandemic has been a fascinating and, and one hopes is sort of once in a lifetime experience, right? Um, there was some expectation earlier in the pandemic that I think we would see a decline in this amount of work being done, particularly in the, in the earliest phase of the spread of COVID-19 when sort of March, everybody went home or a lot of people went home, certainly not everybody. Um, but what that's meant in the longer term as international travel has become more difficult, even as domestic travel has seemed riskier. Um, I think that our clients that are working on deals where previously they would have extensive in-person meetings with their acquisition target, 
where someone applying for a high level position would have multiple interviews, possibly panel interviews and spend time in person together. I think the, the absence of a lot of that human interaction, seeing things actually happen in person, getting to know someone informally has meant that as clients examine deals, as they examine potential hires, they, they want a level of reassurance and insight that source inquiries can provide. So in the, the, the past where a client may know an executive team, work with them directly in person, um, have dinner after work, um, you know, ride the metro into the office together to work on a joint project. I think the decline of those informal contacts has meant that clients are more interested in getting a reputational overview of individuals and businesses to try and fill some of that gap on the reputational side. Now, looking at the going back to the risk orientation um, that I had mentioned before, I think the decline in international travel in particular, where people won't have been visiting existing third parties to check on how they're doing to the same extent or traveling um, long distances internationally to vet potential new third parties in person, I think that's driven a desire among clients adding new third party relationships to seek more source inquiry work because it helps them fill that knowledge gap that only exists or has increased substantially as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. And going off of the, the third party um, due diligence aspect of this and, and the pandemic, as we've seen these supply chain blockages build up and it's affecting every possible part of the economy that, that you can imagine, how does that increase the corruption and bribery risk overseas? So I can give you a real example of this from earlier in the pandemic that I experienced. Um, we had a client that was looking to source uh, PPE and they had been contacted by an individual based in Turkey saying, you know, we'll, we'll be able to provide this to you. Um, this is, this is what it's going to cost. Obviously an inflated price at the time PPE was extremely hard to come by um, in conventional channels. And our, our client was, tempted by this and felt that, you know, this is going to solve the need we have and an urgent need we have. And they, they got in touch at the time and said, you know, Hey, we, we want to do this deal. We need what this supplier says they can provide, but we need to check that they can do it in advance. And we said, well, Hey, okay. So this company is based in Turkey. There's certain basic information that they should be able to provide to you for you to be confident that this, this isn't just an off the bat scam. Um, and our client said, Oh no, 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 we, we trust them. Um, and they began this process and long story short, they ended up considering a level two option where we said, we'll need this information from your partner to get started. And the partner just ghosted them completely. Um, the entire thing was sort of an, or an out of nowhere scam trying to leverage this massive shortage of equipment um, that was really in vital in dire need at the beginning of the pandemic. And I think that the reduced 
the reduced ability of people to visit their suppliers, third parties, partners, investment targets in person means that scams like that have increased over the last two years and are likely to increase more in the future as well. It's been a perennial problem uh, online in particular since the very early days of the internet. People mm -hmm. pretending to be things they're not or do things they're not able to do. Um, site visits, source inquiries in a pandemic context um, allows us to solve those questions for clients. And, and what about when it comes to um, like US companies now that are going to be using third-party agents overseas to try to alleviate some of the, the tensions that they're under when it comes to these supply chain woes? So, you know, third-party agents overseas is a, is a spectacular use case for source inquiries in a variety of different jurisdictions. In general, clients that are using these agents are using them in jurisdictions the client doesn't have their own substantial footprint or is looking to develop their own footprint. And for the most part, those tend to be relatively public records limited jurisdictions. So let's say if we're talking about the Middle East and North Africa, if you're hiring a local agent there, it's fantastic to be able to do open source and public records research in English, Arabic, maybe French as necessary to provide insight into the individual. But you're not going to be able to get the level of clarity and insight as you would from doing that same sort of research on someone based in the United States, for example. Source inquiries in that region allow us to provide additional insight, give clients the comfort they need to know that the agent they're hiring really does have the experience that they're claiming to, that they do mm -hmm. have the business relationships that our clients need to build on while at the same time not suffering from some of the issues that do arise in that region, right? Like if we're talking about Gulf Cooperation Council countries, if you're hiring an agent there, if that agent has connections to members of some of the royal families, particularly those who are high profile or maybe have been involved in problematic deals, that's something that our, our clients need to understand. And that's something that source inquiries can provide clarity on. Yeah, and it seems like even from, from everything you're saying that as companies are under more pressure to deliver their their products to, to their customers and agents that they're using overseas are under more pressure to deliver for their clients that the risk of, of bribery and corruption is is going up exponentially. And it really is important that they don't they don't cut corners in in this process. Right. And that's. That's the thing, and this is the one of the perennial challenges of compliance, is that it's a cost center. Um, but mitigating risk in and of itself is invaluable. So this is a tension that exists for businesses operating within the U.S. as well as internationally to make sure that they are accurately understanding their own risks and preventing potentially catastrophic losses, either financially or reputationally, um, without, you know, breaking the bank in doing so. And that's where, you know, at VCheck, our highest level of due diligence are these human source intelligence driven products. Um, but we have different scopes suitable for different clients. And these things all plug and play together to make sure that there is a 
comprehensive solution available to our clients, whichever jurisdiction they're working in. Mm-hmm. So kind of going into, into the wrap up here, what are your predictions for 2022? Where do you see increased needs for, for source inquiry work and enhanced due diligence around the globe? Sure. So 2021 was a banner year for APAC markets. And, you know, there's no reason to expect that's going to change in 2022. Um, I anticipate U.S.-based firms taking a fresh look at Malaysia and Indonesia in particular, and clients looking for deeper dive due diligence, human intelligence work on, you know, partners, clients, or acquisition targets. Those are regions where source inquiries can provide really strong insight especially for American companies and potential VSHA clients that don't know the regions all that well. Um, one of the big stories of 2021, and again, this is only going to increase in 2022 and beyond, is the growing importance of renewables and clean energy and, and energy storage. And this is, this is only something that's going to grow. It's not going to diminish. And there's some analogies here between you know, traditional uh, energy production. So, you know, oil and gas extraction and things like solar energy. So if you're looking at large solar farm installations in areas with extremely uh, large numbers of sunny hours in a year, like North Africa, um, if you're a uh, company that's working in that space, you're going to need third parties related to installation, transportation, in maintenance of the equipment that you're going to put out there. Um, Similarly, as energy storage becomes increasingly important and battery technology improves, you know, you've seen commitments in Europe and the U.S. to increasing the number of electric vehicles on the road. Those all require batteries. The rare earth mineral industry experiences a lot of the same risks as more sort of traditional (laughs) valuable earth mineral extraction whether that's that's diamond or gold historically, or that's cobalt uh, or lithium moving forward. And similarly, the processing of these raw materials into their usable format and eventually their recycling. You know, what what is going to happen to all of the electric car batteries for the vehicle sold in 2021 when those need to be recycled in 10 years time? Um, those are, there's many big trends for the future, but I think APAC and renewables and everything spawning off of renewables are two where I see a substantial amount of work uh, for our source inquiries team moving forward. Alex and Richard, it was great to have you on RiskWatch. For our listeners interested in staying up to date on VCheck's thought leadership work, including articles and podcasts, please follow VCheck Global on LinkedIn. If you or your organization are interested in learning more about how source inquiries can support your compliance needs, including third-party management, pre-transactional due diligence, or executive hiring, please contact VCheck through our website, vcheckglobal.com, or message Alex, Richard, or myself on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.